Hey guys, what's up? I just got molested. What's up, guys? Welcome back to episode six of Live, Laugh, Lou. Yeah, we just uh, got molested. That's how we start off episode six, you know? Uh, We just got molested by a homeless guy, and that's cool. And I don't know why I'm saying we, because it was just me. It was just me that got molested, so that was cool. A lot of fun. I could have, you know, I... Probably could have stopped him, but <laughs> this is coming out way more serious than it is. It was just a weird encounter, uh, so don't worry. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I was taking that way too seriously. You guys probably didn't get that. <laughs> and <laughs> it's like it's like I'm laughing through the pain right now. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. <laughs> no, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> oh my gosh. You guys probably think I'm insane. We're only two minutes in and I'm already going insane. No, but dude, I had a really weird encounter. Welcome back to episode six. Thanks for coming back. Uh, I appreciate you. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, wherever you listen, if you watch it, cool. Tell your friends about it. Keep spreading the word about the Live, Laugh, Lou pod. You know, we have a good time on here. We learn things, and it's a lot of fun. My boy T. Lyons gets it. So, you know, if T. Lyons gets it, everybody gets it. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, fucking, yeah, share it. Like, subscribe, whatever. Rate me on Apple Podcasts. Give me a four out of five. You know, I got two ratings and they're five O's, so, you know, give me a four if you want. Give me a five. It doesn't matter. Just rate me. Not like, weirdly, just rate the podcast. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, we have a good time. So, tell your friends about it. Tell everybody about it. We have a good time on here. And, uh, yeah, we'll keep we'll keep trying to grow, you know? Live, laugh, Lou. It's about living better, you know? And laughing more. And living every day like it's your last... Gotta live like we're dying. Gotta stop. You know? Because he knew how to live. That guy who sung that song knew how to live. He wrote the lyrics. So clearly he knows. So why don't we listen to that song? Gotta live like we're dying. We only got 84 seconds of that day. <laughs> But no, it was a weird encounter that I had. Uh, yeah, that was that was kind of that was kind of weird to just come out and say that for episode six. And then like while I was doing stuff on my computer, I w- I realized I was talking these things and making it sound like it actually really affected me. But it didn't. It was just a really funny encounter, and you know you gotta appreciate the weird encounters because man, that's the life. That's life. In the streets of Atlanta, I guess, <laughs> you know, so, no, so I'm, I'm leaving work, and, you know, 
I had my window down listening to music, mistake number one, because there's homeless guys walking around everywhere in the middle of the streets trying to get money for cars when they have their windows down, you know? So, mistake number one, left my window down, especially the drivers. You know, if it's passenger, you might be able to get away with it. Except this one time, I didn't get away with it because I had my passenger window open, but my driver's side... But my but my driver's side was closed. But this guy snuck on the back of me. I was like, damn, I didn't see it coming. I had one I had one lined up. I had one lined up at eleven o'clock. And I was like, I see you. I rolled up my driver's side. I was like, You ain't you ain't getting shit from me. But this guy snuck up from behind. I was like, God dang it. Had my freaking passenger window open still. I said, Motherfucker, you got me. And he asked me for change. And I was like, man, I don't got any. And I have a change drawer in my car. And he said, man, what's all that then? And I said, that's my change. And he said, well, just give me a handful. And I said, well, I got to now, now don't I? Boom. Had to give him some change. So that was a good time. So that was the one time. So make sure if you, if, if you spot one, there's probably a couple around. Uh, so roll up both the windows. You know, I try to help when I can. You know, on days where I'm feeling gracious, I'll give them, I'll give them, a, I'll give them two dollars, three dollars. You know, just because I'm feeling gracious. But sometimes there's days where I like, I need this, I need this quarter in my change drawer here, and I can't get rid of that quarter. I need that in there. So, <laughs> you know, um, but yeah, I try to help out when I can. In all seriousness. And, but this guy yesterday, he's like, he's like, yo, brother, he comes up to my window, he goes, yo, brother, he starts touching my shoulder, he's like grabbing it, he's like, yo, brother, you got any change for me? I said, nah, man, well, hold on, hold on, let me rewind, he doesn't start touching my shoulder right away, he, he just asked me, he said, yo, brother, you got some change, and I said, nah, man, I don't got anything, I don't got anything, and then he turns around, but he come he turns right back to me. He's like, "Holy shit. You look like Superstar Fandom. What are you?" I said, "Uh, Superstar Fandom, I guess. Thanks, man. I appreciate it." And then he starts touching my shoulder. He's like, "Man, man, you look real good to me. Why don't the next time I see you, you get you get some work for me?" And I said, "All right, man. When I'm when if I see you again, I'll uh definitely for sure have some work for you." And he's like touching my shoulder, and he's like, "All right, man, all right." Grabbing my bicep, and and then he's like, "All right," tapping me on the shoulder and, and on my biceps. He's like, "All right, brother, all right, brother, I appreciate you, man. Like this is so nice of you." And I was like, "All right, man, thanks." And he was like, "All right, have a blessed day." And I said, "Okay, thanks, man." And he starts walking away, but he leaves his fist inside of the car door window. He leaves his fist inside of the car door window and I'm like oh I got you and then I give him the fist bump quick little fist bump with my left hand and and then after the fist bump he like grabs my forearm all the way up to my bicep and then and then he walks away and I'm like dude shrooms much acid what is he on there's no way like like you gotta be on something like, he's got to be on something. He had to be on something there. Like, not... I don't know. Like, homeless people are pushy. Or, like, they're they're pushy. They try to get stuff. But, like, also... 
Like they're not They don't really Try to touch you that much Like you gotta be On something So I think he was on A little something But that was Extremely weird I drove away And I was like And I was like My shoulder just got molested <laughs> My my whole left arm Just got molested <laughs> He was seriously touching it Way more than the appropriate amount you should normally touch it in a conversation with with somebody, which is zero point zero 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 one percent of the time. You know, you only touch somebody's shoulder or like their arm if it's your girlfriend or if it's a girl you're flirting with at the bar or something, whatever. And then if you're gay, and that's it. And that's it. No, but dude, it was like way over the appropriate amount you touch someone's arm at all. It's like, and especially like grabbing it, like a little nudge, like, ah, that was funny, funny job, dude. And you shove him in the arm. But this dude was actually like molesting my shit. And I was like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah, that was fucking weird. Um,. Yeah, and I've been fucking showering in cold water, which is absolutely ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous since I pay my bills. You know, they want... It's bullshit, you know? I don't even ask to be born in this world, and then fucking bills are thrown on, thrown in my mailbox. Come on. That's some bullshit. <laughs> but yeah... Uh, yeah, I've been showering in cold water, and I call the people up, and I'm like, uh, uh uh-oh, um, we got a uh uh-oh in my apartment, and it's not looking good, uh, because I'm, I do not have hot water, and I, I call them, and she says, oh, yeah, we see that we shut your thing off, uh, I'm not sure why we did that, Uh uh-oh. I'm not sure why we did that, but we'll look to get it back on for you. I'm like, what? We'll, we'll look into it? Um, you should get on it right now. You you should. We'll look into it? What are we looking into? I'm not, I'm not getting what you're saying because I pay my bills. So I said, okay, uh, I can call. I said, okay, I'll call, I can call G&G to see what's going on over there. And they're like, oh, okay, but we can look into it too for you. And I was like, well, thanks for looking into it, but I'm looking to get it done. So that would be much appreciated. And I said, thank you, Sheila. And I hung up the phone, and I called G&G. And I'm like, hey, why isn't my hot water working? I paid my bills. And she's like, oh, yes, we see that you've gotten disconnected here. We'll get you, we'll get you right back on the schedule here. Uh, in two days, we can send someone over there to get, it, to get it reconnected for you. I was like, two days? I've already been in this for four days, and I've been trying to get it fixed, and it's not getting fixed. So what the hell's going on here? So I say, okay, fine, two days... I can do that, fine. And she's like, okay, well, it's going to be a $25 processing fee. Or, 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 I forget what, I forget what that $25 
she said was for I think it was for the I think $25 was for the disconnection fee or something like that or or a service fee. Oh, she said service fee, service fee. It was a service fee, $25 service fee and a $60 reconnection fee. And I said, "Well, why the fuck am I paying a reconnection fee when I didn't ask for it to be disconnected?" I said, "Why the fuck am I paying a reconnection fee when I've been paying my bills?" I said, hold on, lady. I'll pay the fees, but just tell me why. <laughs> so she scammed me out of $85, and I'm pissed about it, and I should have fought it more, but I want hot water back in my apartment, so whatever, $85, I can get it back. But what the hell? What are we doing? What are we doing? I'm I'm confused. I don't understand what we're doing here doesn't make any sense to me, but whatever. That pissed me off, and so now I'm out $85 just to get the shit reconnected that I didn't ask for to be disconnected. And also, when I first moved in, nobody came in in the first place to connect anything. Nobody. So how was it already on, but then I'm having to have someone come in and reconnect it did someone come in and disconnect it when i wasn't here like what the i'm confused what's going on so i have no idea what's going on and so now i guess someone's coming tomorrow to see what the fuck is up and to reconnect it so that's some bullshit but whatever i'll get over it you know whatever like life man life and if you've seen Top Gun Maverick, you're on the right track in life. That's all I'm going to say. And if you think Top Gun Maverick was bad, you should get off the train tracks while you can. Um, because the train is coming for you. And we're going to run your ass over because that movie's good. And there's a reason it was Tom Cruise's best movie ever. Or the one that he made the most money on. I mean, there's a reason, right? Yeah. Life is what you make it. And that's what I'm saying. When you go see Top Gun Maverick in Nashville, that's what life is, man. You got to take life as it comes, dude. But life is what you make it. That's the quote of the week. Uh, I'll tell you what. Life, I'm trying to think, man, I almost had a really dope thing. I was going to say something so dope, it wasn't, it didn't process in my head quickly enough for me to say it, but I was going to say something so dope, but now it left, the, tra- the, the, the train thought left and went out the other ear already, so it was like a quick, it was like a fume. And I was going to say something really dope, but I couldn't put the words together fast enough. And that's that. And now I don't have that thought back, but it's gone. But life is what you make it because guess what? We got to have a good time during life. And if we're not making it a good time, then what are we doing? Then what are we doing? As the Joker would say, 
Why so serious? And I thought I was bad at the Joker. Yikes, dude. Why so serious? <laughs> Rob. Rob's out here. Rob. Rob's out here cringing uh, from my joke imperson- Joker impersonation. Rob's like, I can do it way better. This is what. This is exactly what Rob sounds like. I can do it way better. Lou, you're <laughs> Lou, I can do it way better. <laughs> That's not what Rob sounds like. <laughs> but he'll laugh at that. So worth it. Worth a joke. Um, but in all seriousness, life is what you make it. You know, sometimes we have good days and sometimes we have bad days. And that's kind of what I wanted to talk about today, uh, like bad days and good days, and kind of everything happens for a reason. And also, like back to the quote, like life is what you make it. You got to make it good. Like if you make it miserable, it's gonna be miserable. If you make it fun, it's gonna be fun. Like try to have fun, and you know, try to have fun and do what you want to do, and you know just live life to the fullest because you know we only get one of them. Um, we're not like cats where we get nine of them, which is totally bullshit and totally unfair. And if you're Buddhist, you get like six lives after just in the form of animals. But, you know, whatever you believe in, you only get one of these things. So, you know, we got to make it count. Life is what you make it. And guess what? I think I'm almost done my sickness. So life is what you make it because I still had fun while I was sick. I at least tried to have fun while I was sick. I did have fun while I was sick. And also, I fucking took the time to get better, though, too. So I was having a good time. But also, like, fuck this sickness. I'm not a bitch. But also, like, fuck this sickness. And I'm going to chill out and have a good time. I'm going to watch TV and have a good time. Because guess what? Life is what you make it. When life gives you lemons... Hannah means family, and family means never getting left behind or forgotten. Stitch quote. Uh, yeah, life is what you make it. You know, life is a good time, yo. And don't let the bad days bring you down. Uh, it's kind of all about, you know, freaking mental toughness. You know how mentally tough. You got to be, your boy is so mentally tough, dude. He gets in the cold shower every morning. I didn't take one a day, sadly, because I've just been chilling with this hoodie on. We got hooded Lou out here today. Yeah, I'm freaking hooded out here in the Georgia, in the Georgia state, in the Georgia state shit. You know, the sweatshirt is just so comfy. I never want to take it off ever. And it's like 2000 degrees outside. So like I have to take it off, but. Today I was chilling inside, you know, watching watching some TV, doing some work on my laptop. Since I had off work today, you know, you got to you got to side hustle, you know. Well, you're not making money. But uh yeah, we got hooded Lou out here, but you know how mentally tough you got to be to fucking shower in cold water, dude. You just got to like Dude, it's crazy. You go, then boom, under the cold water. Shit. 
Then you're like, fuck, I hate my life. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, it's fucking insane. It actually sucks, and I actually do hate my life. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But it does suck. Like, on days where you just want to fucking warm ash, when you just want to warm a nice lukewarm shower, just to, like, before bed, you get cold sometimes. You got to take a nice lukewarm shower. But you can't. It's freezing cold in there, mate. So, yeah, the freezing the freezing cold showers have been incredible. And they have been life-changing. For sure. <laughs> and, uh, you know, having, having, a, having, you know, mental toughness is going to help you through life along the way, I think. You know, if you can fucking just be gritty as hell with you know, pursuing your dream and pursuing your passion, like, dude, mental toughness will get you all the way there. Now, I, I read this book a while ago. It's called Grit. I don't remember everything about it. It's called Grit by Angela Duckworth, I think the author was. Let me look it up just to make sure. Grit, the power of... Passion and Perseverance, yes, by Angela Duckworth. I was right, dude. I'm smart. I'm smart. I'm, I remember things. See? School taught me something. I'm smart. I'm not smart. I'm smart. I'm not dumb. I'm smart. Um, but yeah, Grit the Power of Passion and Perseverance. It's... It's a good book. It's it teaches you all about mental toughness and you know if you're getting into the creative if you're getting into the creative industry, uh, it's a really good book to read to just you know get your mind back on track and get it thinking right. And you know it gives it 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 tells you that not everything is all about talent. You know if you're passionate enough passionate enough about it and if you persevere through all of the no's and just constantly keep going. Uh, I think in the end you're going to make it. And I, you know, in the book it says 90%, 90% grit and 10% talent, which grit is like a combination of passion and perseverance, obviously. But, you know, I don't necessarily believe that. I do believe, you know, and that may be true. And that may be true. I don't necessarily, it's that lopsided, maybe like 70, 30 because I do believe talent can get you can get you pretty far, you know, if you're just talented and and you don't work as hard as the other guys that do work hard and you know, have less talent, I think um for a short period of time at least, I think they have a traje- trajectory that moves a little quicker than the guys who just have to work hard. But, you know, in the end, the guys who work hard and the people who work hard, in the end, it feels so much better to them because they've worked so hard for it. And, like, when they finally get that dream job, they're like, damn, I worked so hard. Now I can now I can relax and I just accomplished my dreams, and that's awesome. And if you want more, you go for more. If you, you know want to do other things you do other things if you want to focus on family whatever you want you know but the thing is um 
perseverance is so key in anything you do pretty much. And if you just keep working at it, I think in the end you're going to get there. Um, now I think talented people with less grit, they tend to get a good trajectory going, but, and if they realize that they can work harder and get even better and get even further, then they'll keep going. But if they don't, I think they will eventually peter out and the people who are working harder than them and the people with more grit and think they have a lot less talent and are working a little bit harder than them, I think they're going to keep going and keep getting better, whereas the talented people will just eventually peter out. And so that's where I think I uh, stand on that stuff. And you know, um, just the ability to keep going when you know people tell you to quit or people tell you to give up or people think it's time for you to give up or you think it's time for you to give up, I'd say keep going. As Mike Posner would say, keep going. You know? I just want to live before I live before I die. Mike Posner, listen to it. It's a good song. And why am I getting all these emails right now? That's so fucking annoying. What is this, 1993? <laughs> um, but yeah, dude, mental toughness is extremely important to have, I think. And yeah, make sure you have that because if you don't, um, I don't know. I don't think you'll get as far because, you know, you got to take shit. You got to take shit with a grain of salt. You got to rub it off your shoulder, you know, keep going. Keep moving forward. You know, I looked up, <laughs> I looked up mental toughness. I want to see if I can find this again. And it had f four C's. It was the four C's. I thought they were funny. Well, not funny. I mean, if you want to use them, sure, go ahead. But <laughs> they, like, had the four C's of mental toughness. Ambition.co.uk. So it's from from uh, the UK. That's going to be control, commitment, challenge, and confidence. That's That's how they're talking about this article. They're saying control, commitment, challenge, and confidence. If we have a lot of confidence, we can keep going forward and we can keep moving forward. The four C's of mental toughness are control, commitment. <laughs> a professor in a class felt, felt so happy to talk about the four C's. Today, we are going to be talking about the four C's. Literally, literally the four C's, literally the four C's of mental toughness are control, commitment. <laughs> I don't even know. Con control, commitment, challenge, and confidence. Now, if you do not have that confidence... You'll need your confidence for self-belief and influence. And describes to what extent you believe you have the ability to perform productively and proficiently. And the ability to influence others. Now if you have that. <laughs> I 
I can see you succeeding in life. For sure. Literally, everybody knows how to succeed in life. You just have to use the four C's and apply them. <laughs> uh, I guess they could work. Control. Let's see what they say. Control is your, controls your self-esteem, your life's purpose, and your sense of control over your life and emotions. Okay, that's a good one. A, control your life's purpose and your emotions. Keep them in check. Okay, I dig that one. Commitment is your focus and reliability. Well, yeah, stay focused. You know what Warren, you know what Warren Buffett always said? Focus. That's it. That was his quote. Focus. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Commitment is your focus and reliability. Yeah, of course we need commitment. Challenge. This is ambition.co.uk. Challenge. You see challenges, change, adversity, and variety as opportunities rather than threats. Whoa. That's a pretty good one. Because change is tough, dude. Change, like, challenges and challenges and adversity and, and, you know, the variety of ways you're life can go wrong like and it did go wrong and it did go that way you can take that and it be all right like if if you get turned down at a theater company that you really wanted to work at like all right shit that sucks that would have been so cool you're like whatever move on from it but if like something changes like change is so tough like it's if you're more adaptable to change and you know if things start changing in your life the the craziest part is like the generation that I'm in like the like we've pretty much embraced change i would say like just from you know thinking back to when like i was in middle school right like 5th grade years when technology was like just getting started I think the iPhone came out in 09 or something, but, like, I didn't get one to like, 2013. I think I got one 2013 when I was uh, 14 years old. And, but, like, technology started to change, you know? Like, fucking... But I... I like, like, that's one of the ways where we've, where we've changed in life and, you know, my generation kind of adapted to it. And, you know, we... We are kind of with the younger crowd with social medias and shit, but we're not like, but we're not like, we're not like all on social media like them. You know, we can, we can bounce, bounce off of social media and not be okay. Like the way they're living now is like social media, everything, social media, that phone, everything, phone, this phone, that it's like video, this video, that take a picture of this, take a picture of that. It's crazy. But you know, the generation that I'm in can appreciate those things, but also just live life too. And I think that's the way we change. But I'm thinking back to like, we've been through this change because I'm thinking back to like when I was like 12 years old and I wanted like new music to listen to. I had to, I had to wait for the privilege to uh, use my mom's laptop. And then I would go on my iTunes account. I would, I would have so much trouble logging in. I would have to forget password all the fucking time. And, you know, it'd take me 30 minutes just to log in. And then 
you got to see, like you got to click on iTunes and go to new music and then you had to buy it for one ninety nine if you wanted it or for 90, it might've been 99 cents at that time, but now it's like one twenty nine. So yeah, I think, um, yeah, but now we have all these music apps and everything, but, um, yeah, you had to go on and buy the song for 99 cents if you wanted to listen to it repeatedly or just listen to the 30 second or just listen to the 30 second taste of it you know so you listen to the 30 second taste of it i remember uh right when animal by neon trees came out i think that was 2009 let me see i think that was 2009 animal neon trees 2010 so close so close, but still so close. One year off. But I remember searching up in 2010, like, uh, I I found I found uh, neon neon animals or neon trees, and I found the song "Animal." Like it was one of the songs that just came out on the day, and I found it and I listened to it, and I remember listening to it that first day and being like, "Oh, this is a good song." How does it start out? I, I think it goes, Here we go again. I kind of want to be more than friends. So take it easy on me. I'm afraid you're never satisfied. Oh, dude. And I think that's why I love that song so much. Because I freaking found it on the day it came out. Like, that's how much things have changed. Like, now you can go into a music app and... There's like new music Fridays where you can see all the new music that came out that that week or some shit and you're all caught up. Like that's insane. That's insane. And um yeah, but like no one understands that pain of trying to log on to iTunes and then look at the new music that was released and listen to just the 30 second taste to see if you want the 99 cent song. <laughs> oh my gosh. Here we go again. I kind of want to be more than friends. That's a good song, though. I like that song. <laughs> You're never satisfied. <laughs> Take a bite of my heart tonight. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so funny. Yeah, but change, anyways, back to the C's or whatever, challenge. Uh, yeah, change is tough. Like, we've we've gone through that change, and, like, even some old people are getting on social medias and starting to post more. I know, like, Facebook is kind of, like, more meant for those, like, older folk, older generation. So, yeah, that, yeah, that's crazy. Um, change is tough, but embrace it a little bit, you know, embrace change because we all got to change and confidence is the last C of the UK ambition program. So if you'd like me to show you more, well, let's see if I can actually measure your mental toughness. The MTQ 48 is both popular and versatile used Globally across all sectors and in culture, leadership, organizational change, career transition, and stress management situations. Wait, 
Can I take a test right now? I might take a test. We might take a test on mental toughness right now. Please. Please. This would be perfect. Mental toughness test. I hope... Oh, it's a book. Damn. That stinks. Oh, I thought we were going to be able to take a test. That would be sick. Well, now I kind of want to look one up to take one. So we might take one. Mental toughness. Mental toughness test to see how mentally tough you are. Take the free mental toughness test now. It's 20 questions, takes four minutes. This is four minutes of our episode. How often do you control distracting thoughts while performing? And it's now it's ranked one to five. So let me uh, screen record this, Johnsky, because why not? Because, you know, you never know if you need it. Maybe you guys want to see it happen. Okay. How often do you control distracting thoughts while performing? One being never, five being always. Distracting thoughts? Uh, while performing? Um... Probably, I, I go two. Okay, I went two. I was going to switch it to three, but I'll go two. That's fine. How often do you raise your intensity when you feel sluggish? <sighs> I'm going to be honest here. Mm, I feel like I... How often do you raise your intensity when you feel sluggish? I'm going to go four. Four. How often do you distrust your abilities and try to over-control the situation? Never, dude. I never distrust my abilities. Fuck no. How frequently do you get so nervous that it harms your performance? Never, dude. How often do you deviate from your ideal strategy while performing? Sometimes, sometimes too. I'll choose two there because sometimes we switch it up. You know, if I'm learning about how someone else is, how someone else learns their lines, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try their tactic. Maybe it's quicker than mine. Maybe I. Just have to learn learn them the way that I do it. But if someone's got something better and how they kind of get in the mode before we go on stage or in front of the camera or whatever, dude, I'll take something on. I don't, dude, I'm not locked in on my strategy. Like, if there's other strategies and things I can try out, dude, I'm going to try it. How consistently do you relax during tense moments? Oh, dude, always. Dude, I'm I'm so relaxed during tense moments. I'm more relaxed than uh, a serial killer. Yeah, dude. So, that's that. Like, if people are getting tense, I'm like, I'm like, uh, alright. I guess we're getting tense now. It's like, alright. I just, I just witnessed a tense moment, and I was in the conversation with it, and I was, I was speechless. I just sat there and said nothing, so... That was that. I don't get tense. Well, I get tense, but, you know, we keep life, we keep life, we keep life sweet, you know? We gotta, we gotta keep life 
swirling goodness, you know, swirl world. I don't know. How often does failing to reach a goal make you try even harder? Four. Yep. Depends on what I'm getting into. Depends what it is. Like, can I actually do it or can I not? Um, how frequently do you keep fighting even when the odds are against you? Always. I fight to the end. Till the clock hits zero. That's when I stop fighting. <laughs> how regularly do you overthink things and struggle to quiet your mind? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go four here. Because, you know, sometimes... No, I'll go sometime. No, I'll go four. How regularly do you overthink things and struggle to quiet your mind? Yeah, four. Sometimes. Sometimes it's tough. And right now it's probably about a four. How often... I lied. I'm going to go back. It's a three. Right now I'm actually better than I think I am. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm feeling good. How often do you get angry after mistakes? Um, sometimes. I'd say sometimes, but I'm like, nah, it happened. I just let it roll off the shoulder again. <laughs> How consistently do you fully trust your abilities? Always, dude. Always, always believe. How frequently do you overcome self-doubts when they creep in? Sometimes, sometimes. Self-doubts are tough. We've talked about that before. That's Self-doubts are tough. Got to talk to yourself. How regularly do you make correct decisions under pressure? How can they be correct? Like, how how can they be correct? I, that's a dumb question. I'm going to go sometimes. Like, how do you know if it's a correct decision or when it's not? You just got to make the decision. And if if that's the way life goes, that's the way life goes. What? That's That's a stupid question. How consistently do you bounce back quickly after mistakes? I always bounce back after mistakes. What the fuck? This quiz, this quiz is stupid. How often do you lose belief in yourself after poor performances? Um, uh, sometimes. 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 How frequently do you let mistakes go and focus on what's next? Uh, always uh, let mistakes go. How regularly does your hard work lead to improvement? Uh, four. Yeah. Not always. How often do you stay focused because, you know, I'm my own worst critic, you know? You're your own worst critic. How often do you stay focused while performing even while life distractions are present? Oh, dude, I'm always fucking focused. So focused. So focused. How consistently do you stay focused on controllables and ignore bad luck? Uh, bad luck? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll let that slide because everything happens for a reason in my opinion. How frequently do you struggle controlling your emotions while you perform? Um, well, if you perform, while you perform, is this like a, is it, I'm getting weird vibes about this test, man. I'm not, I'm, I'm not sure what's going on. How frequently do you struggle controlling your emotions while you perform? Uh, I, I, I never struggle controlling my emotions I need my emotions uh what's my first name I'll just say Joseph uh because I'm not gonna put my name in this and my last name Harrington Joseph Harrington great we're ready to send you the complete test results motherfucker I can't just get the results what a waste of four fucking minutes what a fucking disaster holy shit what was that website
never go to that website ever again. Mentaltraininginc.com. Never use them. Never go to the website. That's stupid. Don't take their stupid-ass test. Wow, I'm pissed. Wow. What a stupid-ass motherfucking website. They fucking fooled the shit out of me. They fooled me. Good for them. Good for them. You got me. You got me. You got me to waste minutes on your website. So there we go. Perfect. We love it. Um, But back to the other stuff. Uh, Bad days and good days happen. You know, we got to take... We got to have the bad days because you got to appreciate... You got to appreciate the good days, you know? The good days... The bad days are what make you appreciate the good days even more. Boom. Boom. Someone's probably already said that, but I said it. The bad... What did I say? The bad days... Fuck, it was good. It sounded good. The bad day... You need the bad days in order to appreciate the good days. Boom. There it is. And that's probably not how I said it the first time. But, you know, things are rolling off the tongue right now, so we got to keep it going. But, yeah. Fucking... I mean, if you have a bad day, the best part is you get to start over the next day. And I'm a huge believer in everything happens for a reason. Like, me and my friend were going to a gallery. We were going to a gallery show. Uh, Well, we were going to go to this gallery about a month ago. And we... We're going to go before the gallery closed so we could end up talking to the guy. But, you know, things happen during the day and we were late. So then we got there about an hour after closing. So the gallery closed at 5. We got there at like 6. And we're just like, okay, we'll just take a look inside the window. We'll like look inside the window. And a guy comes. A guy sees us doing this. He's inside the building. And we're... Uh, just, you know, poking our heads through the glass windows. And he comes out. He says, you guys want to come in? And we said, oh, yeah, sure. And then we end up hanging out with that guy for an hour and a half after hours. We were just roaming around the art gallery with him, and we were talking with him for an hour and a half. Turns out he was the fucking big honcho there. He was, like, the owner of the gallery. And then we talked to him for an hour and a half which is which was great for my friend because she's a painter and so we fucking got to talk to the head honcho for an hour and a half he gave me some good theaters around town he hooked me up with some good theaters he gave me a uh, uh, cool um hollywood reporter magazine <laughs> um I don't know, but yeah, he said this is a great place to be for me and you know he gave me theaters and that was so cool and he helped my friend out um, with painting, and that was awesome. And so, you know, we were late, but dude, then we got to talk to the head honcho for an hour and a half, and that's incredible. And then we got invited back to a gallery show, which we were just at this Friday. And we show up late again because life happened, and we couldn't get her car was having trouble, so we couldn't get to Atlanta fast enough and in order to get dressed and get changed for the rehearsal or for the um, gallery show. And then we forgot, (laughs) we forgot, we forgot her dresses at her house in Savannah because we were in Savannah for another gallery show. 
And um, then we had to run to TJ Maxx quick. And it turns out I had a bunch of dresses that she loved. And she she bought this dress. And, you know, the dress was incredible. And, like, then, like, when she got there, like, everybody was, like, everybody was, like, giving her double takes. And, like, when she walked in, like, everybody turned. It was insane. I'm not joking. I'm not joking. I can vouch for this. It was incredible. And and I had a sick bird shirt on. I had like this sick ass bird shirt, dude. I looked so dope. It was incredible. Like I was like, dude, I fit in right now. And it's like a really high class gallery. And it's like the best one in Atlanta. And like guys are guys are basically made of money. They got, you know, velvet velvet jackets. They got uh they're just rich. You can just see it. They got the really thick glasses and they wear the khakis with the belt, uh, a light blue button up shirt, and then an oversized suit jacket. Like, dude, that's, that's rich man stuff right there. Um, but yeah, dude, they were all extremely rich and we got there late and we ended up staying late talking to the artist that had the exhibition there and then we ended up talking to the head honcho again for another 30 minutes like after hours and it was insane and then the wife of the artist introduced me to this makeup artist who does films around Atlanta and it's like we got there late but then we got to stay late with the fucking big time people like that's so cool like everything happens for a reason and you know that's just what it is and you got to you got to notice those coincidences in life and man you just got to be like man that's crazy the universe does help me out you know take just take life when it comes at you and good things will come good things will come i just saw an ice age quote i forget what it was but i just watched the movie oh and i forget what sid said but sid said something really cool uh, the fucking sloth. But anyways, uh, I'm going to go ahead and answer some questions now. Uh, I'll just answer two right now because I'm running low. So I got to keep, I got to get you guys to answer more. So go on my, hit the link of my Instagram or on my Facebook and go put some more questions in on the Live, Laugh, Loop pod form. Um, advice, uh, links to funny videos for me to react to. Whatever you want, just send it in. Uh, it doesn't have to be anything. As as you know, if you're a listener of this pod, it can be really p- pretty much anything. Um, but yeah, so I got two. I'll I'll do two today. Um, I got um, if you were it's a would you rather if you were laying naked in bed with your mom in front of you and your dad behind you. <laughs> would you rather move forwards or backwards? And it has the emoji where it's like got the I don't know and the and the face where the head's tilted and the arms are out and the hands are like out yeah it's that emoji that emoji's in there if you were laying naked in bed with your mom in front of you in front of you and your dad behind you would you rather move forwards or backwards i would never move the rest of my life i would stay there forever with my eyes closed until i'm dead or they're dead and i would never move that's it that's it. <laughs> it's disgusting. Oh my goodness. There you go. You got your answer. I would never move. <laughs> you 
Now, it's a would you rather, so I got to answer it. I got to pick. I don't want to pick one. Do I have to? Can I just keep it funny and just say I would never move (laughs) ever again? Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. You're killing me. Do I have to choose? Is this... This is my game. I get to choose. And you know what? For the fans, I'll answer. I'll fucking answer it. Would you rather move forwards or backwards? My mom's in front of me. My dad's behind me. Motherfucker. I would move... Um. Oh God, this is no, this is too hard. That's what she said. <laughs> Fuck. I want to die right now trying to answer this question. I would move backwards. That's it. Okay. Uh, that's it. I'm done. Uh, next question. Um. Is there a time when you can't joke around with your friends or in a certain situation? Uh, there is a time. There is a time when you can't joke around. Um, probably like a death in your family. Um, definitely not a time to make jokes. But if it's like really, if it's like really intense about what you think is like a stupid argument, like if they're, like if they're, like for one instance, my family got in an argument about hot sauce. And, yeah, I would definitely make a joke then if we're arguing over hot sauce. And, um, <laughs> yeah, it just depends. You got to you gotta read the situation. You got to see what the, situa- what the situation is like. It's like if I – is this, like, really heavy? You got to read the body language of everybody else. If it's, like, people are tense – and like they're like this is really tough on all of us then no probably but if you like see some tension and people are like uh this is awkward like need something to break the tension uh this is like such a stupid argument then you fucking joke around and you make a joke and you make it less awkward and you make people laugh and that's when you can joke in a situation you just got to read the room um but yeah that shit's funny as hell that's it. That's exactly how I'm like. Like I'm always like, okay, when can we make the fucking joke? Now, um, yeah, those are my two questions, and now it's time for what the hell is happening? What the fuck is going on? Because I saw that Top Gun Maverick is getting sued. Is getting sued over copyright. Well, Paramount. Paramount sued for releasing Top Gun Maverick without copyright license. Dude, get the fuck out of here. Copyright license to what? Oh, the story. That's right. Paramount Pictures was accused in a lawsuit of releasing its blockbuster Top Gun Maverick without securing a license from the estate of the writer whose story inspired the original film about four decades ago. Well, that sucks for that guy, but man, that guy just wants the money, man. That's all he's in it for. That's all they're trying to get. And just give them the money. Like, dude, you've you've made so much. But, like, also, 
Tom Cruise should get most of it. But also, it's like two hundred million, dude. Just give him a fucking. Although I see, I see how that would be angering. You know, if I had like the, the storyline of this and they didn't fucking like, and they didn't fucking like give me the credit and like give me the copyright license or give me money for the story, like I'd be pissed. Or maybe they didn't give money. Like the license just ran it. Like I'm not sure how that works. Like does he? Does the story guy? Like, the guy who came up with the story, does he get money while it's under licensing? Like, well... Yuhad Yone published Top Guns in April 1983 in an issue of California Magazine and registered it in the U.S. Copyright Office later that year. Soon after it was published, Paramount secured exclusive motion picture rights to the story. According to the complaint filed Monday in Los Angeles Federal Court. But the Yones claim that after sending Paramount a statutory notice of termination of the Copyright Act in 2018, they became the sole owners of the U.S. copyright for the story in 2020. Wow. So they're the sole owners. That would kind of bother me because if they aren't making any money off of it and then they use the story not under licensing <coughs> and they made what 250 million off the movie how much did top gun maverick make box office um has earned 362 million yes yeah, so that would Taking its global total to internationally, oh, 783.8 million globally. So, yeah, I would kind of be pissed if I was that guy because they just made $783 million. And I'm like, well, well, bro, that's like my story, dog. Like, I made that story. But also, like, all these other people had the same. Like, all these other people who did it in 1986 had, like, the idea of the same story anyway. So, like, they could put this shit together, too. So, like, it's, like if they know the story, then they can just... That's bullshit. Okay, I get it. Nah, this guy's bullshit because, like, they can come up with their own fucking idea for how this story progresses. Unless this is, like, shot for shot however this guy's story was, then yeah, I'd be pissed. But if they made their own thing out of the original story that they used in 1986 for that, and but they twisted the, the sequel to their own thing, dude, shut the fuck up. Sit down and watch the 1986 version when you thought you were good at writing. Okay? Just fucking relax, dude. Like... That's some bullshit. Top Gun Maverick was so fucking good. That movie is so good. And if you don't think it's good, you don't know good movies because it's a good movie. It's a great movie, in fact. And I had a great time watching it. And yeah, dude, that movie was so good. And I feel like that guy's being a little bit irrational. So Paramount sued. Um, That's kind of dumb. 
How much do they get sued for? Wonder how much did Paramount get sued for? Dude, cause Oh my gosh. Does this happen with every Tom Cruise movie? Yo, guys, chill out. We know he fucks fishes, but chill out, dude. Like, <laughs> Mission, Impo- Mission Impossible 7 sued. Uh, oh, my gosh. How much did Paramount get sued for Top Gun Maverick? Are they even... Did they even come up with how much they're getting sued with? How much they're getting sued for yet? Maybe not. Yeah, I don't know. It's probably a lot of money though. I would I would assume. Yeah, I have no idea. But anyways, let it go. You're just mad Tom Cruise is so fucking amazing. Yeah, so fucking grow up. Um well, hey, we're at an hour and that's incredible. And Yeah, go to the Google form and fucking fill out some more questions. And, yeah, we have a good time on here. So keep telling people about it. Keep sharing. Keep listening. I appreciate you guys. So thank you. And, um, hey, we'll see you you next week on Episode 7 of Live, Laugh, Lou. So, uh, hey, guys, let's, let's go make life great. And let's fucking... Let's fucking just crush it every day, dude. Let's just crush it. Let's just, Monday, crushed it. Tuesday, crushed it. Wednesday, gonna crush it. So let's keep crushing it. So let's fucking keep going. All right, guys. See you next week. Peace out. Peace out.